The Pope Stevenson Show. PopeStevenson.com. Episode 260. Thursday, March 19, 2015. From far beyond the galaxies, I've journeyed to this place to study the behavior patterns of the human race. And I find them highly illogical. Girl meets boy. They fall in love. She says he's everything she's dreamed of. But when they get married, before he's aware, she changes his habits, the way he combs his hair. She changes him to someone he's never been, and then complains he's not like other men. Now really, I find this most illogical. Take the case of your automobiles. Greatest invention since man discovered wheels. Hydromatic overdrive, floor on the floor. Push-button windows, push-button doors. Double-barrel carburetors rush you any place, but you never can find a parking space. Highly illogical. Take the case of modern man. He works all his life, gives it all he can, saves all his money, works overtime, pinches every penny, banks every dime. All he can think about is money, but you know that he can't take it with him where he's going to go. Now I find that fascinatingly illogical. Now is the time to journey home to tell of what I've learned. My people, I believe, have every right to be concerned. For in spite of computers and advanced psychology, behavior patterns are still a mystery. I predict the future of this earthly human race is that having made a mess of Earth, they'll move to outer space. Well, there goes the neighborhood. Totally, completely, absolutely, irrevocably. Highly illogical. This is the Paunch Stevenson Show, paunchstevenson.com, episode 260. I am Rob. You are Greg. Yeah. And I am back. I made it back. <laughs> you thought they thought they had. They canceled us. Nah. <laughs> you all thought that. I was a stowaway. Again. To Antarctica. <laughs> you, uh, you were going to mate with some penguins. Nah. <laughs> no. No? No, I'm back. I'm back. Uh, so, number one, episode 259. Yeah. Thank you to Spaceman David in England for filling yeah. in for me. He did an excellent job, and you did an excellent job, so thank you. Spaceman. Uh, the spa- yeah, the Spaceman. It was, it, that was a good episode. <laughs> it was good. I enjoyed it. Do you have any quick thoughts? I don't even remember what we talked about. <laughs> um, so, so famous uh, British people in America... <laughs> 
You what? forgot you for you were talking about who's like who what what uh, British people are are big in America. Yeah. And you had said the Spice Girls, and oh, you had right, said, right. Uh, I don't even know who else, Victoria Beckham, or Beckham, or whatever her name is. Yeah. Gordon Ramsay. <laughs> Gordon He's big. He has all these Chef. TV shows here. That's right. Well, we've talked about him. Uh, Paul McCartney, obviously. Yeah. So, should I start off with my Lost? No. No? No. It's, it's, it's our our listeners are eagerly awaiting No, we've got we've got a lot of catching up to do first. Uh, I know. We get to all that. right, all right, all right. Celebrity deaths? Yeah, well there's a huge one. Uh huge. Uh, yeah, there yeah. Huge. Yeah. Yes. Like sewage. There's a a very logical one. Ah. Highly Highly illogical. Wasn't that one of his songs? And his catchphrase. Yes. Wasn't that the highly illogical song? I forget. No, 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 no. That was the Bilbo. Yeah, yeah. Leonard Nimoy. Yeah, hold on a second. So it was... In the middle of the earth, yes. in the land of Shire, lives a brave little hobbit whom we all admire. Bilbo, Bilbo, Bilbo Baggins, Baggins, he's only three feet, three feet tall. tall. Bilbo, Bilbo, Bilbo Baggins, the bravest yeah, little hobbit of them all. Bilbo. Leonard Nimoy. 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 <laughs> Leonard Nimoy. Nimoy. Ah, Nimoy. Nimoy. <laughs> I know Leonard Nimoy. Yes. So he actually, as we're recording this, oh. this is actually his birthday. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's right. So yes, he was born March twenty sixth, nineteen thirty one. He died mm. February twenty seventh, twenty fifteen. Mm. 83 years old. He died mm. of copped. <laughs> copped? C-O-P-D. Yeah, that's like a new term. I mean, I don't know. We always just call it emphysema. Right. From smoking cigarettes. Yeah, you know, he, he, he was a heavy smoker, although he quit almost, uh, I don't know, maybe 25 years ago. Still, hey, the damage was done, I guess. So... Chronic obstructive pulmonary disease, COPD, also known as chronic obstructive lung disease, and now he's dead. But, but, um, yeah, uh, eighty-three years old. He played Doctor Spock. No, the uh, Mr. The, Spock. the child psychologist on Star Trek. No, I know. He played Mr. Spock on... Uh, I his... have been and always shall be your friend. Uh... He was half Vulcan, half human. Spoiler yes. alert. <laughs> what? Spoiler alert. In Star Trek. Yeah, and this is... The animated series. Yes. 
Uh, he was also in Mission Impossible. He hosted, the, well, he narrated the 70s uh, show In Search Of. Um, what was that? That was sort of like a Ripley's Believe It or Not type thing, although it was mostly like science and, and like mystery stuff. It was Ripley's what? Believe it or not. Exactly. Um, yeah, so it was kind of like that. Now, wait a minute. So, all right, so he was in Star... Obviously, very famous for being in Star Trek. Yeah. The, the Star Trek franchise. He was also director. Right, so he directed the movie Three Men and a Baby? Yes. What? I never knew that. Yes. Yes, we, we've met, Highly we met illogical. two of those three men. We did, actually, yeah. Uh, Ted Danson. Yes. And, and Steve Guten. Steve Guten. We still need to Talk meet... to uh, Um... What's his name? Tom, Tom Selleck. Yeah, Tom Selleck. Yeah, they were both Magnum. on the show. Well, Gutenberg, very, very briefly, just muttering they, something. Still, he was very nice. Um, so anyway, yeah, Leonard Nimoy. Yeah, now, I now, mean, this now is... listen, listen. You going to all these conventions, yeah, Comic-Con and Chiller and Monster yeah, Mania. Yeah. And, so you have met... Uh, uh, um, William Shatner. Yes. Uh, what's it? Uh, Patrick Stewart. Patrick Stewart. I know it's the next generation, but still Patrick Stewart. Nichelle Nichols. Yes. Um, George Walter Decay. Koenig. George Takei. Did you ever, and you got their autographs and their, mm. and their pictures and everything. Mm. Did you ever meet Leonard Nimoy? No, this, this is, this is one of the big, you know, uh, laments. See them before they croak. Yeah, I didn't get to. So what happened? Well, here's what happened. I mean, it's totally my fault. Paunch luck. Yeah. So, you know, years and years ago. Well, here's the thing. So years and years ago, uh, Leonard Nimoy, many years ago, back in I think the 70s, he wrote a book called I Am Not Spock. <laughs> Basically, you know, railing on the fact that he was an actor but that he could act in other roles other than Spock, and that his career was basically shot because everybody thought he was Spock. Acting! Yes, thank you. Um, so, um, I guess he didn't get, they didn't, nobody gave him credit, etc., etc. Many years later, in the mid, mid to late 90s, he wrote a new memoir called I Am Spock. Ah, oh, he's a in hypocrite. Which he, hypocrite. <laughs> he flip-flopped, and he, he, um, he he um, came to grips with the fact that he was Spock, that he enjoyed being Spock. Well, listen, I mean, that, wait, that, that, hold on a minute. Time out. If he genuinely hated genuinely. being Spock back then so badly... He didn't hate being Spock. No, but I mean he's typecast. Typecast, yes. Who's the one... Nobody forced him to release an album as Spock. Yeah, but that was... In fairness, that was... That was back in, like, 1969, like Shatner. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, he was really, you know, he, he rode the Star Trek yes. wave. Of course. And then he turns is... around and, like, oh, I'm not Spock. I'm not, you know, it's like, shut up. I know, but this is, like, five, six, seven, eight years later. He was very upset. They, wow. they had a hard time getting him to do the original, the first Star Trek movie because he, <laughs> he was complaining. What? But anyway. Anyway. So, mid-90s, 95 or something like that. New book, I Am Spock. So, now, at the time, I never really knew 
about like book signings in a sense. I kind of because there was again there was no internet. There was no way to know any of this stuff. I never went to New York City. I was a teenager. You know how would I know? Um. So at the time, again, my father owned the baseball card store uh, during the nineties, and we had a lot of people that would come in. You know. Buy baseball cards, memorabilia, whatever, whatever. So um, I had a friend uh, who was also a Star Trek fan. Um, you knew him, I guess, a little bit. He was older than us. Uh, Earl. Yes. He was a country bumpkin. Earl the Squirrel. Earl the Pearl the Squirrel. <laughs> uh, yeah, so... Um, he was much older than us, yet he basically had the same interests uh, as us kids. He would play Nintendo. And and maturity level. Yes. Uh, wiffle ball. He, he was... Um, He's a man-child. He, yeah, he just bought a lot of cards, gambled a lot. <laughs> the whole nine yards. Um, so he found us. Somebody told him. He had other friends who actually lived in New York City. He never did anything with him because he was a bum. But somehow he found out about some Nimoy signing for the book that was going on in New York City, probably at a Borders or something. I don't know. And he was going to go out and get the book signed. And uh, he was going to try and get a few signed and then maybe we could sell them in the store or something like that. So he went out there to get it signed, whatever, and he came back with the signed book. But they only allowed him, like, two. So he kept one, and we I paid, and I got the other one. So I've, I've had this book, you know, since then. You know, signed Leonard Nimoy. But I never got anything in person, never got anything else in person. So again, I never did any of this, like, hey, let me go meet celebrities for years. Mostly, be, you know, it started with the, sh- the porn show and everything. So he would do, uh, Nimoy would always do like the Star Trek convention type things. And he did it for a while. And I think in around 2008 or 2009, I don't remember if I said it on the air or not. But they were doing a Star Trek convention over in the Meadowlands. And I was thinking of going. And I forget how much it would have cost to get in. I don't know, 60, 70 bucks. <laughs> to get in? Yeah. And then, um, and I was gonna, so I was going, I was not even gonna get an autograph because there were too much money. I was just gonna get a dual photo with Leonard Nimoy and William Shatner. Right. Which, I don't know what that costs at the time. 125, I don't know, something. And I was gonna go and do that. And I don't know, for whatever the reason, because I wasn't all in at the time. I was just kind of thinking about it. And for whatever the reason, I just kind of procrastinated, procrastinated. And I, I, I'm not kidding you now. I literally got in my car, drove over to the hotel where they were doing it, and sat in the car for like five minutes and was just thinking to myself, do I want to go in and do this? And I didn't do it. Oh, man. That was a huge regret, obviously. Uh, yeah. Because not only that, not only that, he basically, with I'm not kidding you, within months he announced that he was retiring from doing conventions and that he was going to do some last convention in, like, Chicago 
and then that was it. And so that he he stopped doing the conventions. Now here was the thing. This is what gets even more annoying. He still did appearances. Um, some of the people that I know got him in New York City when uh, in the in the some of the Star Trek movies. You know, he would show up for the premieres. And I I didn't know about that stuff, so I, I didn't go to that. Um, then at one point he showed up. He was doing something at the Museum of Television and Radio, uh, which is in New York City. And I didn't go to that. Ah, come on. I don't know. I don't remember why. For some <laughs> reason, like, I don't know if there wasn't a guarantee that you would get him. I don't know. Then there was there were other events that I kind of found out at the last minute. And it was, you know, maybe you don't get him. Maybe you do. I don't know. I didn't go to that. So I was kind of reserved to that, and I'm like, you know what? I just want to get, I want to get him on this Star Trek poster. I have all these other people on, right? But he wasn't doing conventions. And then, of course, I found out after the fact there was two different, like, small conventions that he did an appearance over Skype. What? You know? Oh, oh, I mean, yeah, right, in the convention. Yeah. So they like they put up on a big screen, and he did like a Skype video conference with people, so he didn't have to leave his house. But, and I was like, oh, I don't care about that. But I didn't realize the stupid convention had done this thing where it was expensive. It was well over $100. But you could have sent in your item to get, and the the person, the convention person, flew out to Nimoy's house and got him to sign all this stuff. Wow. Again, I didn't know. Right. And now he's dead. See? That's what happened. And he was signing, and he was selling, like, for like 50 bucks, he was signing... He was selling signed 8x10s off of his website. Mm. But now he's dead. Oh, well. See, when you have the chance... Ah! You have the chance, you take it. Right. Steve you find Winwood. romance... Steve Winwood. Make it. <laughs> Steve Winwood. I like Steve Winwood. Anyway. So, and I don't know what we're joking about, but... Yeah, that was a big a big loss for me. I love Leonard Nimoy. Um, yeah. You know, he invented... I mean, he was the Vulcan. You know, he invented a lot of things that, that would happen on the show in terms of the Vulcan and how he would he would present the character. He invented the live long and prosper, you know, V-shaped hand signal, you know. Um, the neck pinch he invented. <laughs> the Jason neck pinch. <laughs> Vulcan neck pinch. You know, he invented all this. It's great, you know, in terms of... The, you think about science fiction history amazing and it's, it's very unfortunate one of the things i do treasure is that he and, and shatner about 15 years ago produced a dvd called mind meld where they got together in their backyard and, and had this like you know the two of them like kind of interviewed each other and shared all these stories now again i had no idea again there was no youtube i didn't realize oh i was like and i love the thing it's like these are great stories i didn't realize they had been telling these stories on stage together at Star Trek conventions for years. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, man, I wanted to see that in person. But again, I didn't know. Did you know who hmm. Leonard Nimoy was married to? Oh, uh, yeah. Michael Bay's cousin. Michael Bay's <laughs> cousin. I know that's why he was in the Star Trek. I mean, the 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 Transformers three or whatever it was. So he is partially responsible. Yeah. 
For his death? <laughs> yeah, I don't maybe. He was breathing in um, <laughs> uh, car fumes or so. I don't know. He's, he he aggravated his COPD from inside the studio. Yeah, Leonard, and it, it, so it reminds us. You know, Leonard Nimoy was also in Transformers the movie Galvatron. That's right. So yeah, that's a big loss for me. Uh, anybody else die? Uh, yeah, note. a couple other people, real quick. So uh, okay. we have. Born May 2nd, 1946. Mm. Died February 16th, 2015. 68 years old. Died of cancer. Pop singer Leslie Gore. Yeah, it's my party and I'll cry if I want to. Yeah, yeah, she had a few hits. Uh, I, I like her music. It's mm. good classic music. But yeah, now she's dead. Uh, actually... Um, well, I have another death. This is more a local death. Uh, yeah, she was born in Brooklyn. Okay, yeah, next. Uh, she was born Leslie Goldstein. Mm. Changed her name, obviously. Okay. Judy's Turn to Cry, California Nights. Et All right. Next. I had, a, no, I had a, I had a, um, another a local death. Oh, all right. Uh, so remember we've always joked about our mass communications class? Yeah. Uh. Over the years. Joked about it. It was a joke. I, I know it was a joke. For us, at least. You know, we goofed about it and all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, well, our teacher died. Ah! What an idiot. <laughs> oh, God. Wait, what did she die? No, all right. All right. All right. I'm sorry. I know. She dropped dead. From what? I don't know. Spray hair? No. <laughs> Too much spray hair. Yeah. <laughs> WBHS. Macabre. <laughs> Mrs. Macabre. Uh, alright. Well. Oh, well. Um, you know, it's funny. I was actually talking about that class to my coworkers today and trying to describe not only the uselessness of that class, but also the insanity. Yeah. How that drunk guy... It was like, remember that older drunk guy, Nick, would always wander in? <laughs> First of all, how did he get in the school? And second of all... walked in! I know, but it's a Those school. Days. And he had that taser. The taser. And he kept trying to tase us, and we would, like, scream. And um, Oh, my God. I mean, it was an insane town. I found on YouTube the other day... Um, remember the Constantinos? Yeah, well, I talked about him, too. The substitute. <laughs> Well, his kids, they were all nuts. So, back in the day, we used to have... I forget when we used to do because I used to play in it once in a while. They used to have something called the Salad Bowl. Okay. It was basically, it was basically just a touch uh, tackle football game most maniacs would play at, at the high school. Right. So, I was looking on YouTube. One of the years, they actually recorded it in 1996. I didn't play in that one, though. And well, so probably too well, old by then. No, no, those guys were still playing it. So then I saw that they did something called the Halloween Bowl, which I vaguely remember them doing. I didn't play in it. So they basically it was they basically dressed up in their Halloween costumes and played foot tackle football. <laughs> Wait, tackle? Yes. With helmets or no? No. No helmets? No, no helmets. We didn't play uh, helmets back then. Come on. So here was the funny thing was one of their brothers was dressed up as Hitler. Duh. What? And it's the fu 
funniest thing. Every time he scores a touchdown, he's doing the Heil, you know, the Heil <laughs> Hitler sign. Yeah, this shows the level of, of uh, <sighs> you know, of, of intellect in our town growing up. Ah, we're just maniacs. And it's only gotten worse. Of course. But yeah, so so the other thing that I was telling my coworkers is, yeah, remember we I remember we had this uh the substitute teacher one time, and when I say substitute teacher, I don't mean a a a, a, a college student who's getting a teaching yeah. degree. I mean a 70-year-old man who had no business being inside of a school or dealing with children. It was just like the, just the, the local old guy who they're like, hey, come in. We need a babysitter. And he would Basically, come in. Yeah. He'd come in. Someone would make noise. He would take off his belt and start whipping the person and then fall asleep for the rest of the class. I know. It was nuts. Come on. No, but he would. Do you remember? He would legitimately fall asleep in class. Yeah, he'd fall asleep. And snore. Very strange. Yeah, very strange. But anyway, all right, so one more celebrity death real quick. Yeah. Born January 31st, 1931. Died January 23rd, 1931. No, I'm kidding. Uh, January 23rd, 2015. 83 years old. He was um, a Hall of Fame baseball player, Chicago Cubs. Mr. Cub Ernie Banks yeah. is dead. So no more old-timer game. Well, I wouldn't still have been playing it at 83. <laughs> Why the don't Cubs they do... Wait, now... wait, 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 wait. You know how they do the baseball, the Major League, uh, you know, the MLB old-timer games? No, they no. the Yankees do it. Nobody else really well, does. Well, whatever. All right, so the Yankees, fine. So why don't they have NFL old-timer <laughs> games? Those guys can't even move. <laughs> Destroyed. Come on, Joe Montana passing no, to no. uh, whoever. I, I don't know. Jerry Rice. Jerry Rice. Well, I mean, yeah, 49ers, but. The Chicago Cubs. The Chicago. You know, they've not won a World Series now since 1908. It's 107 years. Yeah. Cursed. They are. Well, or they just stink. Oh, that too. Um. What else is I going to say? Oh, uh, celebrity news. Apparently, uh, I don't know if whatever happened to this, but one of the Power Rangers killed somebody. <laughs> was it the guy who was at the Comic-Con? Uh, I don't know if this guy's been there. It's not. No, it's not that Jason David Frank guy who's at every... Uh, I don't know how he does it, but he's at every comic book and celebrity con there is. I, I don't know how. Well, not only that, but he also somehow has a thousand-person line. Yeah, that makes no sense. But anyway, all right, so Power Rangers killing people. Was he in the suit? I don't know. Maybe he, uh, maybe he thought it was a, a Megazord or something, or whatever they're called. I think it was some guy tried to steal his girlfriend killed him. Ah. Um, all right, well, that's that stinks. Some late-night news. I saw this recently, um... You know how, you know, they're all changing over now. Colbert, Stephen Colbert is going to take over David Letterman. Uh, this guy, James Corden, from England, took over for Craig Ferguson. Wait, who's that? I don't know, some English guy. Okay. Does Spaceman so, David know who that is? Yeah, he probably hates him. So, um, 
that was a late late show. So Craig Ferguson left like months ago, and they've had a lot of guest hosts. So one of the guest hosts they had, and here it's two things: they've had a lot of guest hosts, and they've shot it a lot in New York, but they've been using like um, I forget what they've been using like one of the morning show studios. So there's no studio audience. So one night I turned it on and it was Regis Philbin hosting. <laughs> really? He first of all he looks like I know he's really old, but he looks terrible now. Wow. Like his hair is like totally white. He just looks awful. So he was hosting and it's basically just him sitting there, you know, on a on a you know, at a glass table with somebody else. I forget who it was. I think it was Alan Alda. Yeah. Alan, let, let me tell you. I saw you, Ellen, in 1964 at the Copacabana. Well, you know, I read it. But Regis is so old now that he has that, like, old, really old person voice. Oh, yeah. You know, but you know how he used to talk? Was, hey, it's Regis. Right. And so he, I don't know what it was, what it was but he was like, he was like, hey, uh, Alan, uh, he was like talking really wispy and uh. slow. Hey, hey, Alan Alda! <laughs> hey, 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 Alan! I saw you at the Copacabana in 1964, Alan! <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, he's doing Wait, his play th- right now, Larry David. Wait, th- does Regis have an afro now? Ah, <laughs> he looks terrible. <laughs> this frizzy afro. Anyway, wait, wait, wait. So, so wait, Regis Philbin is in that play? No, Larry David. Oh, all right. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Regis. And uh, other late night new well, I guess it's late night you want to call it. Uh, what do you think about Brian Williams? Uh, Brian like from the Beach Boys? That's No, that's Brian Wilson. <laughs> no. Is it wait, Brian Williams, isn't he the liar? Yeah, the NBC News guy keeps lying. Uh, just keeps making up stories. Well, what, what, what I couldn't believe was like, like a Saturday night, Saturday Night Live. They never like tried to make fun of. Uh, they should have. I would have made fun of him with like a Bill Brasky sketch. Nah, I mean, he, yeah, he right, is, yeah, exactly. He is the real life Bill Brasky. <laughs> right. right. Brian, let me try. Brian Williams flew the space shuttle to the planet Mars. That's right. He did. He claims he did. Let me tell you about the doctor. Remember the, the one time that Brian Williams uh, batted uh, uh, five home runs in, in one at bat in baseball? And, uh, Brian Williams. I know. Oh man! Uh, so wait, wait. So what's his story now? I they, they put him on leave. Uh, he's never coming back. <laughs> his career is over. Uh, here's the, well. Here's the thing with him. Not only that, but he actually was like trying. Not even auditioning, right? But he was trying to. Oh my! Yeah, I know. <laughs> Regis just looks crazy now. Uh, actually, wait. He looks like somebody now. I'm just trying to remember, think of who it is. I don't know. Anyway, I'm sorry, sorry to distract you. But Brian Williams was trying to like get people to. He was trying to get C. I think he was trying to get NBC to let him be the host of the Tonight Show. 
Um, then he was trying to like get CBS to make him to give him the the to let him replace Letterman. I'm like, Why? this guy isn't funny. Why does he think he's so funny? He's not awful, and he's from New Jersey, of course. Ah, uh, of course, eh? Local psycho. Nah. Oh God. So um. Yeah, let's see. Uh, what else? Uh, oh, late night. So oh, we didn't. We haven't talked about this yet. The Jimmy Fallon Saved by the Bell reunion. Oh yes, it was Tonight almost show. perfection. Well, you know who was missing? Well, there's a few people missing, including well, Screech. Yes, who we met? <laughs> Dustin Diamond, a creep. Well, we talked about it. Dustin Diamond got arrested for trying to... St- or actually stabbing somebody. Not even trying to. He literally in, in stabbed Wis- somebody. Wisconsin or Wyoming? Yeah, Minnesota or something. And then, so, uh, um, wait, oh, and uh, and Lisa Turtle. Yeah, well, she freaked out. What was her... Uh, Lark Voorhees was yeah. the actress. So, basically, Jimmy Fallon's been joking about this for years. Um, I know. He actually has... What? I know, he's been trying to make this happen. He actually had a couple of segments with uh, Mark Paul Gosselaar where he pretended to be Zach Morris. Yeah, which was fantastic. We've talked about that. Show, yeah, so finally, because uh, The Tonight Show is actually in New York now, but he, he was in L.A. with the show for a couple of weeks, and he put it all together, and he got Mark Paul Gosselaar, he got uh, Mario Lopez, he got Tiffany Amber Thiessen, yeah. He got um, Elizabeth Berkeley. Elizabeth Berkeley, and of course Dennis <laughs> Haskins, who we've also met. He's a freaking whale now. Who I've met actually. Yeah, you met him. Um, and so it was funny, and they, you know, they had a skit where Jimmy Fallon, you know, like in his like dream that he was like at Bayside High back in the '90s with them, and um, the early '90s. Early 90s, and they, it was really funny. You know, they did, like, a lot of their, you know, made fun of a lot of the goofy moments on the show. And then, <laughs> you know, Tiffany Amber Thiessen shows up as pregnant, uh, because she is. Right. Um, I thought it was really funny. Yeah, it was, it was funny for what it was. It was good. Yeah, yeah it was cool. And then, and then Belding comes out. Yeah, hey, 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 hey. He actually did that. I know, well, I know, but he's like 500 pounds. It's ridiculous. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so Mark Bogosler just had a wig on. And the, the thing was, they ba- I don't know how, but they found them, like, their wardrobes from, from like, 1992, which is incredible. <laughs> well, and the set looked almost yeah, identical. Yeah, the set was identical. And, I mean, Mario Lopez looked exactly the same, yeah. pretty much. I mean, yeah, they had, Paul, they, they had the Jerry Curl, uh, you know, wig on. And <laughs> even Mark Paul Gossler looked... I mean, Elizabeth like, Berkeley looked the same. Elizabeth, yeah, she's had a lot of work done. But, well, yeah, actually, they all looked pretty except similar, except Belding. Belding. <laughs> he looked terrible. Um, yeah, it was really funny. And, um, and you know, Tiffany Amber Thiessen now has some kind of a cooking show. And why? I don't know. And she recently had Elizabeth Berkeley on that show. Oh. Uh, in character? No. Oh. Uh. Um yeah, so that was cool. And, that was cool, uh, let, yes. Yeah, so uh let's see here. Um, um 
See, if only Screech hadn't stabbed that person, this yeah. would have been his big comeback. I don't think they would have done it with him. I don't think they all they like him because he basically badmouthed everybody in his book. Oh, he came out with just a book. lied about them. <laughs> yeah, he just lied about them. Well, what are you gonna do? Yeah. So, um, what was I gonna say? Uh, I've actually been watching uh, just a quick show review. Uh, on the Sci-Fi Channel, they they uh, they made a, they remade the movie Twelve Monkeys, which uh, had starred Brad Pitt and Bruce Willis. And they own a zoo. No, it was like an apocalyptic thing where, you know, the world comes to an end because of a virus, and they send back Bruce Willis to stop it or something. And so they made it in. The movie was kind of goofy. They made it into a TV show, and I actually liked the show. It's very good. What was the show called? Twelve Monkeys. Oh, never heard of it. It's on Sci-Fi Channel. But the only reason I'm mentioning this is they keep doing this this ad during the show that I don't I don't even know how this works. But on the Sci-Fi Channel, as we're watching some of their shows, they have special LED lights mm-hmm. that you hook up. And I don't know how this happens. I, 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 don't, I don't know if it's, it's like through Bluetooth or what the deal is. But as the show is going, they literally will make the colors change on your LED lights. So what? So I guess if it's like a scary moment, it'll turn like dark or something, you know, or red. <laughs> so what? So they show the commercial, and I'm like, oh, God. Wait, is this a good stupid. thing or a bad thing? I don't, I'm, just, I'm just saying. It's a thing. <laughs> is it? Well, oh, it's it's like the hue, like they're called the hue lights. Phillips uh, hue. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. It changes colors. Smart lights, they're called. Right. And you can control the light. Yeah, so Phillips came out with this, this like home lighting system where you're right. It's LEDs. And through the app on a smartphone... A person can, they can just say, you know, just normal white lights. Mm. Or, hey, I want I want my lights to be red today. Or I want my lights to be green or right, blue right, right. or yellow. or And you can make that one light any color you want at any time through the app. Yeah. That's, you know, it's like the new gimmick now. Right. Well, so anyways. I guess I guess they partnered up with them, it yeah. sounds like. I don't know. Um, well, remember Microsoft had demoed some kind of uh, a prototype or something. Bill Gates' house. A few years ago. No. No, where it was someone sitting in the living room with a big HDTV playing a, a, a video game. Let's say a first-person shooter. Yeah. And this attachment, back then it was the Xbox 360, this attachment would hook up to the Xbox 360, and whatever game the person was playing, obviously the world is in front of him on the TV, but it would project the the extension of the world on the walls of your living room, so it's like you're sitting in the middle Uh. of the world. Well, remember Frank Frank Nora told us about this. No, I know, but this wasn't 
a, a goggles or anything. This was just literally a projector projecting it onto your walls. Wonderful. Like an extension of the TV beyond the, the bezel of the TV. Yeah. Never came. I mean, they, they never did anything with it. How could they? It's impractical. Stupid. Yeah, well, it's, and, and it's stupid, right? Real quick, I'll, I'll just a couple of celebrity um, encounters that I had. It was one of which I have some some small audio from. Okay. Miss um, Wright was no, not him. So um, this is a while ago. <laughs> I don't even know when this was, but um, this is this is over one weekend. Uh, basically, um, was this this year? Yeah, this was this year. <laughs> What are you talking about? Yeah. All right. So initially, sorry, this is on September 3rd, uh, February 13th. So I went into New York for book signing uh, for Matt Groening, creator of The Simpsons. Yes. Eat uh, my shorts. Yes. Don't have a cow. I mean, I haven't watched The Simpsons in 15, 20 years, but. No, come on. Yeah. That long? Yeah. It's the same show over and over. I haven't literally. I haven't watched a current season since two thousand six. I mean, I watched the movie. That was it. Now I well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw the movie. Now I so, know for a long time, probably since maybe two thousand ish. Yeah. Hardcore Simpsons fans have always complained. Ah, it's been terrible since two thousand, and it's been terrible. It's horrible. The writing stinks. Whatever. I thought it was still a funny show. All right. And I'm like, I don't know what these people, for, for several years, I'm like, I don't know what these people this are talking about. It's repetitive. I know, but it's it's silly. It's The Simpsons, right? So I'm like, I don't know what these people are talking about. It's still a funny, clever show. I watch it. And then the 2006 season came on. Right. And I watched the first episode. I'm like, ah, that, that was kind of bad. Then I watched the second episode the next week. Uh, that was really bad. The next episode, four episodes in, I'm like, okay, it's this show is done now. Uh. It's done. And I and and for me, it wasn't the 2000 season. It was the 2006 season that I'm like, okay, okay now it's terrible. Now I'm with those hardcore fans. All right. Anyway. So I haven't watched it in ages. So, all right. So I was like, you know what? I'll try this one out. So now the the, the problem here was, you couldn't just go to the book signing. You had to get a uh, a, a wristband. Mm. So I knew that. I'm like, eh, they're not going to sell the. Uh, here's the thing. There was no way I was going at seven thirty or eight in the morning to get this stupid wristband on a weekday. So what I did was I I took lunch at work. I drove into Manhattan. I parked right down the street from the the Barnes and Nobles at Union Square. Uh, jumped out of the car, ran into the Barnes and Noble, bought the book. Fact, I think they it's like two book maximum, so I'm like, all right, just give me two. Jumped back in my car, drove back to work, and did all that in about ninety minutes. 
Okay. You know, with all the New York That's traffic. That's pretty quick. Yeah, it's quick, actually. So then, all right, so that meant that, so I stayed at work later, whatever. I went home, I ate, um, in the words of Dennis Farina, I had a nice hot meal, and I'm going to go home, I'm going to find your wife, I'm going to kill her too. Midnight run. So then, I get in my car again. Um, wait, did I even... I don't remember if I... Actually... No, I didn't drive. I took the path train. Uh, to Union State... To Union Square. You know, hopped out, went into the Barnes & Noble. Now, I knew the signing started at sometime around 6.30. And I got there around 7.30. And I'm figuring, all right, the line will be long, whatever, but I, I, I got all night. I get there. Um, the floor space at that at Barnes Noble, pretty big. It probably fits, I'm going to say, around 200 people. Okay. I'm not kidding you. In the nearly one hour that the time that I arrived, and I was way in the back, obviously, they had only gotten through the first two rows. What? Yes. Here's the thing. And this is good if you're going to meet the guy. First of all, even though there was the two-book minimum, a uh, maximum, he was also signing people's Simpson mer- merchandise. Well, you know how these nuts are. Yeah. But here was the, 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 the kicker. And you saw the pictures I posted, right? Yeah. yeah. Matt Groening, when he signs anything for the Simpsons... He doesn't just sign his name, or he really prints his name. He draws a caricature of, of one of the Simpsons characters. Yeah. That's just what he does. So, as you can imagine, each time he's doing this, take him a, a minute or two. So, it's just exp- exponentially <laughs> increasing the time. Plus, as, as you know, at these book signings, you have these people who have to tell the guy, the author, their life story. Of course. Oh, you changed my life, and this, and, oh, I remember this episode. Uh. Do you remember in season seven, uh. episode 19, frame 37 uh. of... Se- <laughs> it's like, yes, yes, I remember that uh. one frame of animation from 19 years ago. Go on. Yeah, but he was really nice about it. So it was getting, like, ridiculously late. And it got to the point around 10.30 that... They were maybe halfway through at this point. So he must have pre-signed a lot of books. So they started offering to people, hey, if you want, you trade in the book that you bought. We'll give you this pre-signed book. You can go home. And I'm like, no, I'm staying here. I want my picture with the guy. Right. And the weird thing was a lot of people weren't taking pictures with him, which I thought was really weird, et cetera, et cetera. And all the books had Bart. I wanted Homer. So and it was taking forever. I'm not, Rob, I'm not kidding you. I think it was just about after midnight that I finally got up there. Wow. I was there for about, it was probably close to 12. I was sitting there, and now luckily they had seats. I sat there, and I was talking to people, I have a good time, but I sat there for five hours. Was it worth it? Five hours. Worth it? Yeah, I mean, you know, it's Matt Groening. How long did you get... I know, but how long did you get... How much time did you get with him? Was it a conveyor belt? No, it wasn't a conveyor belt, but I mean, you know, he signed... He, I had him draw the this Homer thing on the two book... Inside of the two books. And, and you know, and I, I goofed... I talked to him, you know, I mentioned how 
you know, back in the day when you wore the Simpsons eat my short shirt, they would take, they would make you go home from school and, you know, we had a little banter about that. He was really cool. All right. Well, good. I got the picture with him. Um, I actually, I got a, vid- a short video, and I think I put that online already. I had a short video of him actually drawing something. Right. And what was really cool was a couple of people. Again, I didn't know that you could bring your own stuff in. I would have brought something. One of the people brought in. You remember? You you got to remember this from the late '80s. Remember the Big Book of Hell stuff? Yeah. And as people may not know, this actually preceded The Simpsons. Um, Mac Groening sold a number of, uh, he sold like, there were three or four books and they were like crazy, like, you know, kind of, uh, dark comedy, satirical books. They weren't really for children, but they were in black and white and they basically starred this kind of rabbit looking character. Right. And they were insane. I mean, they were just really crazy stuff. And I actually, I thought I had this book when I was a kid. I don't know, maybe I didn't, or just, I was just to rent it from, like, the the library or something. But he had a, the compilation book was called The Big Book of Hell. Um, I forget the title of each individual books. But he, a couple of people ahead of me had him sign that, and he took one look at it, and he was like, it was really cool. He goes, he goes, oh, man, I, I love these books. These were my favorite. And then, he, so, and then he was drawing the whole... He was redrawing, basically, the Big Book of Hell characters on the inside of the book, which was really, you know, it was really cool. So he's... I'm just reading that. He started that in 1977. Yeah. Believe it or not. Believe it or not. This really happens at the end of the signings. It gets very quiet. <laughs> like everybody's like, oh. I've been to many signings. I've never seen anyone sit here this long. <laughs> it's amazing. Which character is it? Uh, two homers. Two homers. Sure. This is why I do one signing every ten years. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> There you go. Thank you for waiting. Okay. You don't want to be just standing here too. Yeah. Large and Lisa. Odd ones, huh? I go for the girls. Marge is my favorite character. Yeah, I like her. Tim Simpson. That's pretty good. Are you Greg? Yeah. Yeah, I remember, I remember seeing the first Tracy Ullman ones, and then when mm-hmm. the Christmas one came out, and, you know, Thank you. I wore the yeah, Eat My Shorts shirt to school, and I didn't go home with that shirt. Wow. They took okay. it. <laughs> My mom had to come in and put a regular shirt on me. Wow. Well, in, in so there was some town in Florida where they built a new grade school and they said they allowed the children to to pick the name. And Springfield, Springfield Elementary won, and ev- the the parents and the authorities were oh, they're, how beautiful Springfield. <laughs> and then they found out it was the Simpsons, and they they said no. What? Yeah. Oh. What a good lesson in democracy, huh? Yeah. No kidding. That's. 
Yes. I have one in New Jersey. That's it. Okay. Yeah, just one. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. One, two, and three. There it is. Beautiful. Excellent. Thanks, Thanks. Matt. Have a great night. Thank you. Nice See you next time. Bye. So that was really cool. Um, now, here was the thing. So I had this great, you know, even though I was there forever, great time, whatever. Then that was a Friday night. The next night, I was supposed, I went down to this crappy bar in New Jersey. They were having Shaquille O'Neal. <laughs> okay. Shaquille O'Neal was signing... For 50 bucks, you got an autograph and a picture with him. At least so I thought. This was a disaster. Can you do his voice? (laughs) 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 You know, I had a basketball with me. Here's the thing. I bought two tickets. It was originally supposed to be the night before. It got postponed. It was essentially Valentine's Day, which mean which meant the two the couple of people who I was gonna I was gonna bring with me couldn't go. Right. So I had this extra ticket that I paid a hundred bucks for, basically. So I show up. The people that own the place are like, yeah, no problem. You just get two autographs for it. All right, fine. So I brought a basketball and the game Shaq Fu for him to sign. Oh, wait, why did you have that? Because I figured it'd be cool. That wasn't in your collection. No. Okay. Um, so I got there around 9.30. He was supposed to show up at 10. Uh, basically, he was still in Brooklyn, New York at the All-Star Game weekend on TNT. <laughs> you know, calling the game. And at this this signing, this stupid DJ that was there kept lying Shaq's on his way, Shaq's on his way, and we'll all be screaming, He's on TV! <laughs> Idiot. So long story short, he shows up after midnight. What? Yeah, so here, I've been standing there for about three hours. He's there after midnight, and I kid you not, he was supposed to stay and do all this stuff. It was basically, they rushed it through so badly... That people were screaming, arguing, fighting. It was it was a madhouse. Wait, wait, heard, where was this again? In, in Woodbridge. Um, at a basically, store. Not, no, this is at a bar. Oh, right, 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 a bar. That's right. So basically, um, I got one autograph on the ball, and I did. That was it. He they wouldn't let me get a picture with him. It was a fiasco, oh. and I had to fight. You know, through PayPal to get my fifty bucks back. Did he do a bumper? No. The Ponzi with the dog. So uh, yeah, so I got nothing. Basically, wow. so that was Haunch that was a disaster. Luck. I know. Haunch I had the, the best of times, and then the next night was the worst of times. And the worst part was, as as you know. It was absurdly freezing all winter. I know. And I think February was the worst of all. It was, yeah. So Minus, I was, what was it, like, it was negative uh, it was 17 Fahrenheit. Absolutely insane. Which was like negative 35 Celsius. That night, I, when I drove home up the turn, New Jersey Turnpike, it, was, it, was, it wasn't really snowing. It was like very light flurries, right? But the, that precipitation 
was hitting my my windshield on my car and freezing. I know. I'm. Not, I kid there was you no, not. I know there was no visibility. I kid you not. I drove the entire whole way home. Every maybe thirty or forty seconds, I was spraying the windshield wiper fluid onto the windshield. I know. I had to do that too. So I it wouldn't freeze, so I could see. <laughs> I know. I kid you not. I ran out of wiper fluid by the time I got home. Now, so he did nothing with Shaq Fu? No. No comment or chuckle or anything? I didn't even, you couldn't even talk to him. It was, oh, a dis- it was people screaming. It was, it was a disaster. I threatened to file a police report for being robbed. They threw me out. It was, <laughs> it was ugly. Take him to Judge Judy. <laughs> and then the bar owners were, com- were saying, all these people were complaining on their Facebook page. They're like, well, you know, uh, this is all Shaq's fault. We're like, well, but wait a minute. It, it's your bar. Right. It's your responsibility. So that was a disaster. Yeah, they could have solved all their problems by just giving out free drinks. Nah, pff, I don't want that. Uh, all right, so um, one last thing. Um, just... Just one more thing. Just one more thing. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna send you this, this link here. Yeah. This is really. I don't know if you saw. This is really weird. There's this guy. Supposedly this guy's straight. Okay. <laughs> but using this, this, this like this makeup. I don't know what they call this makeup now, but, um, but using like makeup and wigs. I don't know if he did it. I guess he did it himself. I don't know what the deal is. It's a white guy. But using makeup. And wigs, he somehow like transformed himself into Kim Kardashian, Julia Roberts, um, Megan what? Fox, what? Drew Barrymore. Why does it say this guy is Filipino? I don't know, it looks white to me. <laughs> Katy Perry. I mean, some of these people, some of these women, he looks a lot like. I mean, some not at all, but. Uh, yeah, but, but it looks ridiculous. I know. <laughs> like it doesn't look good it looks like uh, but he actually really looks like Kim Kardashian <laughs> he looks first of all he looks nothing like Drew Barrymore no I know he does look like Julia Roberts he looks nothing admit. like Cameron Dion. <laughs> uh, yeah the Julia Roberts one is probably the closest yeah and Katy Perry's pretty close Looks nothing like Glenn Close. <laughs> no, that's pretty bad. Uh, what, what? What is this? Lat Lucy Lou. <laughs> this is bad. Oh my god! What is this? I don't know. That's weird. Oh well. <laughs> Paolo Ballesteros. What, what? Why would like what? <laughs> What is this? Why would he even do this? I don't know. Apparently does it a lot. I think he just likes dressing up. Oh, <laughs> uh, man. All right. Oh, well. Do you have anything else for this, this episode? Let's end it.
Hey guys, friends forever. Friends, friends forever.